T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Please welcome City of Dunkirk Mayor Willie Roses, City of Jamestown Mayor Eddie Sunquist, University of Buffalo President Shatish Tripathi, City of Niagara Falls Mayor Robert Restaino. Town of Amherst Supervisor Brian Culpa. City of Buffalo Mayor Byron Brown. And now, please give a warm Western New York welcome to the 57th Governor of the Great State of New York, Governor Kathy Hochul. Thank you very much. Thank you. Good afternoon. No place like home. Always great to be back. And Super Bowl next year, okay? There's always a next year. Uh, first of all, I want to thank President Tripathi for welcoming us to this place of great prestige. It's a place that has put Western New York on the map as a place of uh, incredible higher learning, academic research, attracting some of the best and brightest from around the world. And I'm looking forward to uh, realizing my dream, your dream, of this being a true flagship institution for the state of New York. So thank you. <laughs> Supervisor Brian Culpa, thanks for uh, letting us cross into the borders and come back to Amherst here. And uh, this is an area I used to represent in Congress. So I used to come here a lot. I used to convene a lot of roundtables here and bring together you know, academic leadership, leadership from the business community, citizens, elected officials. So uh, I've been here many, many times, and I want to thank you for all you do as Supervisor of Amherst. Let's give him another round of applause. Another great partner, Mayor Byron Brown for the city of Buffalo. I think we all know the city of Buffalo. But also uh, thank you for all you've done to help us move this community forward. We just had a round table talking about housing opportunities we have to give people the dignity of a good home and, uh, and uh, you are truly at the forefront of that initiative as well. So let's give a round of applause to Mayor Brian Brown. Uh, 
Also have our council president, Darius Pridgen. I want to thank him for his participation in this as well and making sure we hear his voices. Niagara Falls Mayor has joined it, Robert Restino. Thank you for what you have done. Where is everybody sitting? Robert, he's in the room. Oh, I'm still looking right at him. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you. I know we've been to many events to unleash the full potential of the city of Niagara Falls, and it's great to have you as a partner there as well. Mayor Restino. And the mayor of Dunkirk, who I've gone to diners with and walked the shops along the waterfront. We've been there through good times and bad, sometimes when the mother nature is pretty cruel to uh, the work that you've done on the waterfront. We're there to help you out. So mayor of Dunkirk, Willie Rosas. <laughs> Eddie Sunquist is here. Eddie Sunquist, the mayor of Jamestown. Thanks for, tra you get the prize for traveling the greatest distance here today. But uh, it's a wonderful community. It's a great story behind it. And uh, we're continuing to make that a an anchor area where we drive our tourists who come to Niagara Falls but find their way all the way down to the great attractions in Jamestown. So uh, Mayor Eddie Sanquist has joined us. And also uh, a key member of my administration, someone when you talk about housing across the state of, no, uh, state of New York, a, a true leader, a visionary, a real visionary is our own commissioner of HCR, Ruth Ann Visnaskis. Thank you, Ruth Ann. This being Buffalo, before we start with our official presentation, I need to give you a weather update. <laughs> uh, we are expecting a mix of snow and, uh, no, this is, this is serious, don't laugh. Uh, I'm giving everybody the warning, it's coming, it's coming. So uh, you've been warned. Uh, mix of snow and more precipitation tonight. It's gonna have impacts kind of on the western part of us. I'm literally gonna show you where it is. Uh, the areas in pink are under a winter storm warning. Areas in purple are under winter weather advisory. Uh, and we're expecting up to a foot of snow in parts of our state, the capital region, Mid-Hudson, central New York, western, or uh, north country, four to six inches in New York City. Hope they can handle that, otherwise we'll be there to help them out. Uh, only a few inches here, so I might be calling on you to send support to other parts of the state. Uh, roads will be slick and messy, and also commutes are gonna be a little tough tonight, and certainly tomorrow morning, but uh, we don't expect major hazards, but we're watching it. My team has been engaged uh, since this forecast started, so. Uh, use extra caution when traveling. Sign up for our weather alerts at uh, alert.ny.gov. And now you've heard it all, okay? You're warned, okay? Uh, but also, when I think about this area, yes, we think about how we get through really epic storms. Uh, it was a tough, tough time for our community. Uh, the mayor knows this. We lived through this together, especially over the, the Christmas holiday. It was really, really tough. We, you know, we had an event a couple weeks ago to honor those who were there so ordinary citizens called to be exceptional heroes. And I'm so proud of the story of uh, New York's, of uh, Buffalo and Western New York's resiliency. We also, speaking of resiliency, went through a lot of pain. Uh, we think about what happened on May 14th in what was an ordinary day, people going shopping at a grocery store that is not far from where I live. And we lost 10 good people. And their memory is always with us, forever in our hearts, and the mayor and I are working on an appropriate way to commemorate their lives, and I thank you for your leadership on there. And it was a rough time even around the New Year's Eve. We lost kids in a house fire. And uh, so, you know, I just think about um, all this, but this community always rises up, always rises up. And I'm so proud of you, how you pull together in a time when each other needs help and needs a lift, helping hand. 
You're always there. So I want to thank everyone for what you do to use that Western New York, the community of good neighbors. I'd say it's a community of great neighbors, community of great neighbors. And I will continue to have a special place in my heart for an area where I first ran for office in the suburbs and then was a county clerk for the whole county and represented some of the rural areas with big communities like Amherst and Congress. And I'm here as governor to just talk about my vision for taking not just Western New York, but the entire state to a new level. Because I believe in the state. I believe in the people of the state. And I know that we can achieve even so much more. We're already starting to see it. It's a place just not that long ago we were announcing jobs coming. When I make a jobs announcement, I want you to know that it comes from someone who remembers every headline growing up about jobs were jobs leaving Western New York. And you never lose that. You know, younger people, I appreciate the fact that you don't have to live through seeing, you know, your uncles and grandpa lose a job at the steel plant and your neighbors unemployed from working at the GM plant and every one of my siblings, Irish Catholic family, six of us, I'm the only one who could stay. Every one of them left. They wanted to stay. They couldn't find jobs here, so they left. So when I have a chance to make announcements like Moog just last March, creating 500 new jobs here in Western New York. In the old days, that would have been 500 jobs leaving. So that is the trajectory we're on, creating jobs. AML Right Source, we announced over 363 new jobs at the Seneca One Tower. And that was extraordinary. Uh, all, all throughout the region, down in Cattaraugus, 215 jobs at Great Lakes Cheese. I mean, this is a big deal in these communities. That means 215 more families could have a great life there. Rosina Foods, we announced last fall, you know, creating more jobs there as well. And so I have seen, and I sit down with business leaders, I sat down with business leaders earlier today talking about the explosive growth and the desire of people who want to be here now. Because something that we took for granted, perhaps most of our lives, was the exceptional quality of life we have right here in Western New York. It's a tight sense of community, strong civic pride, a belief in our sports teams that is unparalleled in the rest of the nation. <laughs> and I'm so proud to be governor at a time when I can look back in the rearview mirror and say, I remember what it was like with unemployment so, so high. You know, 8, 10, 12, 14, 15% unemployment. And all we could do is our greatest export were our young people, our, our capital, our future. We said goodbye to as they boarded planes and drove to other states. So something like the unemployment rate is something I watch very closely. And when I first became governor in August of 2021, we had a 7% unemployment rate, which compared to the old days was pretty darn good. But we could do better. I knew we could do better if we were aggressive in bringing people. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. 
exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives, streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Here and helping businesses who are here thrive. I'm so proud today that across the state, it is now 3.8% is unemployment. And in here in Western New York, I never thought I'd be able to say these numbers, but it is 3.3% unemployment in Western New York. I think that is extraordinary. So we've created, we've created across the state, 586,000 new jobs in the time that I have been governor. 23,000 right here in Western New York. I think that is a great trend and our friends in labor, like Paul Brown sitting there, Paul Brown, wake up. <laughs> uh, I, I know that so many of these jobs and the places that they're working are already built by the hands of our strong union workforce as well. So I wanna give a shout out to them, but 23,000 new jobs in Western New York. That's a headline. Because when I was growing up, it was 23,000 gone, 20,000 gone with Bethlehem Steel almost overnight. So let's let people know that we are experiencing a renaissance in contrast to what happened in the past. And so it's all of our responsibility to talk about these great assets, what's happening, the economic trends, the people wanting to be here. And now we think about momentum right, right here at the University of Buffalo. The momentum surrounding this institution is powerful. You know, naming this and creating this as one of our flagship institutions, that is a big deal. That is a big deal. But they deserved it. They've worked hard, but they need to be elevated even more with state support and support from all of us. A world-class institution, Central Hub for its cutting edge in engineering. You know how many engineers I promised Micron <laughs> to come here? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> So if you know anybody who's not sure what they want to do, have them come to UB and become an engineer because I need to hire them for Micron very, very soon. So uh, this is exciting. This is exciting. And, and truly, that is what sold Micron. Micron was looking at Texas. They were not as excited about New York State until we showed them that if you put yourself in the middle of our state, you can go east and you can go west, go south. You'll find thousands of people with that hunger to be part of the new technologies, the new innovation, something extraordinary to bring back semiconductor jobs, manufacturing jobs from South Asia, Southeast Asia, China. Bring them right back to not just the US, but bring them to New York, not just New York, but bring them to upstate New York. But I promised a lot of people are gonna have jobs and I have to deliver those jobs. And so that is what you're doing right here. That is why last year I was proud to announce $102 million investment right here in the School of Engineering and Applied Sciences. But today, that was last year's news. Last year's news, I know you're only as good as, he's gonna say, what have you done for me lately? <laughs> I, I know that. Uh, that's why I'm so proud to announce today $100 million in new and renovated research buildings, laboratories, and new state-of-the-art instrumentation, right, art instrumentation right here at the University of Buffalo. So, This will significantly allow you to research, increase your research activity, research dollars here, 
draws more federal research dollars. The federal research dollars draw the top talent. The top talent bring the ideas for creating jobs. This is the whole ecosystem that is existing, but we're going to keep continue to elevate it. And I want UB facilities to remain top notch, so we're also announcing a separate $24 million initiative to help you with the uh, maintenance projects as well. So uh, let's keep the buildings looking beautiful. And on that front, uh, this region has many champions of UB, but the one who never starts a sentence without saying, can you do this for UB, is Senator Tim Kennedy. He could not be here today. He has to be in Albany, but I want to make sure I give him a special shout out because he has been extraordinary in promoting this institution for the reasons we've talked about, so I wanted to acknowledge him as well. But uh, he is behind a lot of this. Uh, we're going to have a whole new ecosystem for technology and advancement, create jobs, and attract more companies here. And also, you know, when we attract more people here, this is a good challenge. To, you know, more people are coming here. It's all good. The next question, where are they going to live? Where are we putting all these people? This is a problem we have all over the state. Where are the people going to live? And we have a housing crisis right now. I mean, we need more of these. We need more projects like these. But if we don't make sure that there is ample supply of all ranges of housing, from low-income housing to housing that's affordable to market rate, to luxury, then we're not going to be able to achieve our full potential. Because this state, compared to our competitors around the country, but even our neighboring states, has failed in delivering enough housing of all levels to be able to accommodate our new growth. And that is a problem. That is something when I'm talking to Micron and they say we're bringing 50,000 new jobs to upstate New York, and I'm saying, I'll find houses for them. We have to start building. We have to start innovating. We have to start converting abandoned malls, like a Boulevard Mall, the vision of Brian Culpa, our supervisor, to take abandoned properties, underutilized properties, warehouses, strip plazas, commercial buildings that are not fully occupied anymore because people are working remotely, converting those into housing. There's so many countless ways that we can be doing this. But tackling our housing crisis, this has to be job number one, or we're not going to be able to attract these businesses to come here because they ask me about this. And if there's not enough supply, then prices go up. Basic economics of supply and demand. Am I right about this, Atish? Supply and demand, OK. <laughs> if, conversely, if we build enough, prices come down, more people can live here. And that's what I'm trying to achieve as governor. It is something that. Uh, I've talked about making New York State more affordable for all. It'll also create more jobs in the process as we build our plan here, trying to make sure that we have enough housing. But that's why I announced something called the New York Housing Compact. And my goal as part of the New York State Housing Compact is to build over 800,000 new homes over the next decade. I believe we can do it. There are so many different ways we can achieve this. And if we do this, if we do this, there's no stopping us. There's absolutely no stopping us. And so last year I announced over $24 billion of investment in affordable housing to create 100,000 affordable housing units. We've seen some of these projects right here in Buffalo, the Olympic Avenue Apartments, the, uh, the former public school 78, we've into affordable housing units. 
Um, all of them are equipped with Wi-Fi. We've done a lot of those projects. But my goal, and here's, I'm all about setting goals. You can't just say, oh, wouldn't it be nice if we had 800,000 more housing units in a decade? Does anybody really think that'll happen on its own? Because it hasn't happened till now. If it had, I wouldn't have to talk about it. So it does not happen organically. It happens when you start setting goals. And I believe it's very achievable for New York State, particularly upstate, to be able to build, so let's say 1%, increase your housing by 1% over the next three years. So just before this, I convened a group of leaders, our elected leaders, our mayors, uh, people like Rhonda Frederick from People Inc. and so many other leaders in this area. Um, Reverend Pridgen participated and others. Uh, to have a meaningful conversation about what does this look like? And do we really believe there's a problem? And if so, yes, what are we doing about it? And I want to thank the partners who have stepped up to help us achieve this. And I know there's a lot of challenges. You throw out a number, it's like, well, you can't be telling us what to do. Other states that are doing better than us actually do. They're involved in this. They're making sure that goals are met, that something is achieved, that we don't just wish it to change. And so I understand also that there's ex different expenses. I come to this as someone who spent 14 years on the town board in Hamburg. Guess what I did? Worked on planning, zoning, traffic safety, environmental review, secret. I know all the ways that a community can say no to growth, but I also know how they can say yes. And I'm saying, don't just do this for the businesses that I'm talking about, bringing more employees here. Do it for the people who live in your community. Do it for the young people who are educated in our great schools. They grow up, they want to have their own family, and they want to live near their parents because they need babysitters. I'm a grandma, I know them. <laughs> but there's no, they can't afford to live in the neighborhood they grew up in. And they may not even be able to grow up in the, say, raise their kids in the same community they grew up the same part of our state. They may have to go to other states that are lower cost, that, that had built more in housing, therefore the housing prices are lower. So we're gonna lose those young families. But what about the parents who stayed? You know, now they're in their 60s, 70s, 80s, and they wanna be able to see families. They wanna be connected. They wanna be able to go to their doctor's appointment and play cards with their friends. And there's no way for them to downsize no housing for them to go to, nothing they can afford, and where are they gonna go? So to me, this is a very human crisis that we're talking about achieving goals that are gonna be good for everyone, everyone. Business community, seniors, families, young people. So who can be against that? Who can be against that? And to help make it easier, because I said I know the costs involved, the state of New York is putting an initial and I say initial because I'll put more on the table to help with the infrastructure costs, $250 million to start. So I would say to communities, you want to do this? Start getting your applications in soon. Start asking for that money because when it runs out, we're going to try again, but that money's here now. Okay. So get started. But we also want to put money on the table for planning. Um, I know that a lot of, a lot of planning departments and communities, some of them are very small. It's a lot of work to do. So we'll put money to help you do your planning around this. You know, we had a master plan in Hamburg where we decided housing goes here, concentrated closer to our downtown areas. Rural areas stay preserved. We had 
easements for farmland. Industrial, commercial goes up here. Keep that plan, but also just build in some growth because now we're a place people want to be. A long time ago, you could get any house you want in West New York because they were vacant. We have an op the opposite problem, and our problem is better than the alternative. But let's not miss this opportunity to lean hard into the future and say, we know people want to be here. We want to stay here. This is a great community. And let's let them have a place to live. So we're going to keep focusing on projects. I'm going to help um, Mount Olive Baptist Church in Lackawanna with $5 million for a community housing project there. We're going to help them with that. We're going to, we're going to do projects. $5 million for this building right here. It looks very nice. It's going to create construction jobs, direct jobs, and will provide services for up to 10,000 people. But also, as I'm building back communities, I also know what's top of mind is safety, right? Everybody wants to be safe. They deserve to be safe. I've been talking about this since the first day on the job. Everyone is entitled to a safe community. And we've done a lot to deal with violent crime. We've strengthened our gun laws. We you know, I've been working closely with local leaders, We're starting to see results, but I'm going to keep investing $337 million to help reduce gun violence statewide. Those are investments that were never made before. That's an increase of $110 million just from last year alone because I want to make sure that we're there to help localities and ensure that our criminal justice system is one of true justice for the individuals involved in the system, but also we can balance that with the need for public safety. We're doubling our investments to alternatives to incarceration. We're going to have a thoughtful conversation about our bail laws because I know we can fix the bail laws this year. And I just want to give clarity to judges because our law is inconsistent right now. Tell them what they need to be looking at when they make those decisions. And also boosting our preparation for storms, emergency response. And I know Mayor Brown has talked a lot about what we need to do to have a facility to help with you know, the public works you know, for storm responses. And I've heard about this. So uh, we are announcing today, Mayor, $10 million uh, for the city to have uh, Office of Recovery and Planning. Support your efforts to have a consolidated public works slash storm response facilities. So we're going to help you with your fleet improvements and to upgrade so you, we're ready for the next big one because Mother Nature is unrelenting. She does not seem to want to be done with us. Uh, she keeps coming back over and over. And so we're going to make sure you're ready for that, Mayor. So Mayor Byron Brown will be there to support you with that as well. Uh, another way to make our community safe is to deal with the specter of mental illness. There's a lot of people left on our streets or outside the systems of support. And they have a lot of challenges. And we've been ignoring these needs for far too long, far too long. And I've declared that the era of ignoring these individuals is over, officially over. And to that end, I've proposed $1 billion, first time ever in our history, to transform our mental health care system. We need more psychiatric beds in hospitals, but then also the step-down services. You don't just say, well, you're fixed and go back out in the street because they recycle back in and back in and they're not helping themselves or anyone else. So we owe them more than that. This is the most transformative initiative to help with, to deal with mental health since, I'm not sure if they were reforms or not, but the deinstitutionalization back in the 70s when the conditions were so bad inside, 
They just opened up the doors and let everybody out without a game plan. And I know this because my family in Hamburg was bringing in young people from the West Seneca Developmental Center at the time. And I was a teenager and my job was to bring, it was Melanie and Roger, they became part of our family and help them become uh, accustomed to basic things that we all took for granted, how to shop at a grocery store, how to walk down a street and go to a movie theater. So, so we were all part of that, but so many people fell through the cracks. And a generation later, they're no better off. They're no better off. So we're gonna have more wraparound services, focusing also on people who have substance abuse. There's a lot of people who have mental health challenges and substance abuse challenges. We've lost so many young people. We've lost so many young people to this. Uh, I remember opening the newspaper in Buffalo just a few years ago, and the obituary pages were just filled with young faces. And one day, it was filled with my nephew's face. I mean, so, so many families were hit hard by this. So we're making sure that we have the resources. I'm announcing $41 million more for Western New York to help with the addiction services, recovery, treatment, prevention services, and making sure that uh, we're making sure that we have the resources we need right here. So I've been to many of these facilities. So. I'm also familiar with the impact of serving in our military can have on individuals, especially those who, you know, the Vietnam veterans who are still with us, our more recent ones that came through Iraq and Afghanistan, not just one tour, but many tours, and eventually over time, just like one of my family members, it starts to take its toll. And so we have to take care of these veterans when they come back home and not just abandon them. So we're directing $840,000 more for veteran peer-to-peer -peer services right here in Western New York as well. So people know that they've taken care of you know, people with traumatic brain injury and PTSD because you know, they're willing to lay down their lives for us. The least we can do is make sure that they have a healthy, productive life when they come back home. So this is important to me. What's also important to me as a mom is education and put me in a room with little kids, I'm as happy as I can be. I had the best time visiting children all across the state. But this is how we unlock their potential. You know, some are born in situations that are so tough. They're so hard. You just wonder, how are they gonna get out of this? You know, as parents, you know, domestic abuse, they witness violence. Walking down the street can sometimes be traumatic. These kids see so much. And if we can invest in their mental health while they're still in school and know that this is a place of trust, a place of support for them. And so I'm investing in education overall, a record amount of money, $34.5 billion. They've never seen the likes of this before. And in Western New York, that is $2.9 billion for Western New York. Also, an increase over 10% because I want more money flowing to our schools to deal with the challenges they have and also foundation aid an increase of 13%. Uh, this is all coming to Western New York to help our kids who are really in tough circumstances. But I also want that money spent on services that are gonna make a difference, including mental health services in the schools because every dollar we invest now, You stop the kids from falling off the edge now, you're gonna save a lifetime of expenses of taking care of them as they come through the mental health system. So let's focus on this. Let's make sure that that is one of our priorities right here. And the money we're giving local school districts 
is enough that I would say that when you take care of your basic needs and your services, take care of the kids, look for opportunities to give tax relief to your hard working taxpayers because there are opportunities here. When we started giving more money back in school aid last year, some of our school districts were starting to say, you know what, we can start helping relieve the local tax burden. So I'm encouraging school districts to look at those opportunities and make sure that we can find a way that we work together to drive our taxes down. I'll keep sending money out there, find ways to help that end up in the taxpayers' pockets once you've met our needs. That's important to me as well. That gives us that competitive advantage, advantage that we need. But also, you know, let's focus on our community colleges too. We talked about our larger institutions, we talked about K through 12. Our community colleges are so important. And there are opportunities for people to have their lives changed by having them learn a credential, get a certificate, get some skill that the local employers are asking for. That is their gateway to a good paying job and unlocking opportunities. So that's what we're proposing. We're proposing another $8 million for Erie Community College, $2.2 million for Niagara Community College, and 228000 for Jamestown Community College as well for them to do capital improvements. Speaking of capital improvements, we're still focusing on roads and bridges, all those things that you don't think about until they're not working. Uh, and this is important as well. So we're announcing $211 million worth of projects, uh, capital products, DOT products that are being worked on right here, and also uh, replace roads and bridges, make sure the roads are in good shape. I don't know if you know this, but I traveled a lot of, lot of territory, a lot of roads as Lieutenant Governor. Eight solid years on the road. I have had a personal encounter with every single pothole. <laughs> and I said, I'm declaring war on them when I become governor. And we did, and we did. And so uh, this is personal to me. So we, we're investing more and more. Just in Western New York alone, I literally add these up. We filled 203,000 potholes in the last year uh, and paved over 425 miles just right here in, in this area. So. We're focusing on that. We're also making sure our water infrastructure projects are well-funded, $20 million for the Erie County Water Authority. And also, we gotta have clean air, clean water. Also, you know, our, our tourist attractions. Again, I talk about the whole region collectively, but, but Niagara Falls, Mayor, you know we've had a lot of ideas, a lot of vision, we worked on this. We're gonna be announcing today $45 million for the Niagara Falls Visitor Center. Also expanding uh, the Niagara Falls Crow's Nest ex extension, so great attractions. A million dollars for our pack, our park. This is another area that's going to be uh, is so important to our whole regional identity. All these great attractions, as well as what's important to me, is ensuring that we take care of our people, and that's why, as I mentioned, we're in this city, the region of good neighbors. We take care of individuals, and that includes feeding them, just basic food for people and their families. So we're announcing $24 million for Feed More to support the construction of a new facility, 184,000 square feet for Feed More. And I'm so excited to announce that and let's get that operational very, very soon. So, so that's quite a bit, but uh, you know that this is so important to me to share with all of you as thought leaders and influencers in your own respective jobs and communities to help share what this budget is all about, where my priorities are, because my priorities are the priorities of the people of the state. Affordability, taking care of mental health challenges, 
um, making sure that we have we focus on people's safety and good housing and education and childcare. These are all such important priorities to all of us, and the budget is the way to get it through. So we're heading into the budget uh, negotiations. So, uh, former Senator Brown is shaking his head. He's lived through this world. Uh, but that's what it's all about. So your voices lifting up our agenda is important to me. Share that with your other elected leaders. Share it with uh, all your platforms of influence and let people know that this is a budget that delivers for the people of New York. And I thank all of you for the privilege of being the governor to be able to put forth this vision that all started right here as a local official in Western New York. And with that, let me bring up the leader of this institution, the University of Buffalo's president, Satish Tripathi. Thank you. Thank you, Governor Hochul, and, and thank you for all the support that you provide to us here in Western New York and at UB. Thank you so much. Uh, it is a pleasure and honor to have you with us today at the University at Buffalo. As always, we are extremely grateful for your wise and experienced leadership and your clear-eyed vision for UB, SUNY, Western New York, and the whole state. We would like to take this opportunity to thank Governor Hochul again for her support and vision of the excellence for SUNY and UB. You know, Governor Hochul, uh, said that UB is a flagship institution. I always tell people that we always have been a flagship institution. When Washington Post wrote articles about flagship institutions, they always mentioned UB. So thank you for recognizing that, Governor. Really appreciate that. As a SUNY flagship university, we very much appreciate the Governor's investment in UB's research enterprise, including our buildings and labs, and her commitment to ensure that we have the best educational and research facilities. Thank you for that. <laughs> Combined, these facilities are driving educational excellence and innovation and sustained economic prosperity for Western New York and New York State. All of us at UB, embrace the governor's vision that the best state in the nation should have the best public system of higher education. Governor Hochul, thank you for your vision and support for SUNY, the University at Buffalo, Western New York, and our great state. Thank you so much. And now it is my pleasure to introduce a distinguished alum, community partner, and Amherst Town Supervisor, Brian Kappa. Brian. <clears throat> well, thank you, uh, Dr. Tripathi. It's, uh, it's always an honor to be here um, as an alum and, and a parent of a hopeful future alum, um, <laughs> or maybe a couple. We, uh, we honor the University of Buffalo's legacy in Amherst. The town and the university are tied together, and the growth of the university means that inevitably Amherst has to grow. And when the governor talks about a 1% increase in housing um, over three years, I say, okay, we'll try to do that in a year, and then maybe we'll try to cover some of the opportunities for some of our peers in the area. The governor outlined a bold budget, um, and 
is true that sometimes in order to make an omelet, you have to break some eggs. Um, I'm here as a local leader to say that I believe in this budget. I believe in fairness of housing. I believe in access of house to housing, to appropriate housing for everybody. And it is truly an honor to be able to participate with such a bold initiative. She deserves another round of applause for having that tenacity, for having that. But the budget does something more. It recognizes that as local leaders, we can't do it alone. We all have aging infrastructure in upstate New York. And this budget paves way for us to gain assistance from the state. If we do the right things and we put our effort in, then there's an opportunity to see state aid for infrastructure. And that's not something that we've always been able to talk about in the past. So thank you, Governor, for that. The region, the town, um, really owes a debt of gratitude to the governor for investment in education. Any of us who are municipal leaders would be able to look around the room and see school superintendents um, sitting here. I, I'm fortunate enough to have a couple of ours here today. Um, you know that our region and our towns and municipalities are only as good as the substance of our education. So Dr. Brown Hall and, um, and, and Tony Pinnell and Mike Genestri, thank you for all your school districts do. And I'm glad to see a budget that accepts that education is a cornerstone for everything that we have here as municipal leaders. So it's truly an honor for me to introduce a mentor, a friend, and a true partner in government, Mayor Byron Brown. Thank you. Thank you very much, Supervisor Culpa. Always good to be with you. Uh, it's good to be here at the town of Amherst, uh, at the University of Buffalo, where my son Byron is an alum, a proud alum of UB. Uh, the governor laid out a very dynamic and doable vision for all of Western New York. Uh, one thing, Governor, you had me a little frightened when you started out with a weather report. <laughs> I, I started to shake. And then I recognized we were in Amherst, not Buffalo. <laughs> you know, um, if you, if, if, yeah, you can clap on that. <laughs> Buffalo has gotten more than its fair share of weather. But if you look at all of the priorities that the governor laid out and all of the funding that she put behind those priorities. There is something for every municipality in Western New York. There are resources in each of those pots that our community will benefit from. So Governor, thank you uh, for taking your years of experience in the town board, in Congress, and Lieutenant Governor. Thank you for listening to all of the input, all of the ideas and requests that we have made to you. I think what you've laid out today perfectly captures what we need in Western New York. And I'm looking at uh, some of my colleagues from uh, the Buffalo Common Council, Council President Pridgen, and Fillmore District Council Member Noah Kowski, uh, who are shaking uh, their heads. Uh, also, uh, Governor, I have to thank you. You know, when we talk about weather, 
Buffalo was hit extremely hard. And thank you for the resources uh, for the comprehensive state-of-the-art uh, public works facility that will not only uh, benefit the responses in Buffalo, but will give us the resources to assist with the kind of mutual aid that will be needed throughout the entire region. Because as you said, Governor, uh, global warming is real. Uh, we're seeing the effects of it, not only here in our state, but all across the nation. Uh, so I am very um, excited uh, to fight for this budget, uh, to defend uh, this budget, to defend what the governor has laid out, and to speak to members of the state legislature from all across the state of New York that this will achieve the New York dream, not only here in western New York, but all across the state of New York. Thank you very much, Governor Hochul. This concludes our program. Thank you all for coming. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 